gift this year better than the gift that God has given you already. I promise you, it cannot happen. You cannot buy it in a store. Only divine love could cause Jesus to leave heaven and come to earth and be born as a baby in, in a manger, in a stall where animals are fed. Only love could make that happen. He took on the very nature of a servant, the Bible says, and he became obedient to death, even death on a cross. It was his love for the Father and his love for you and me. See, in Isaiah, when it talks about a child is born to us, a son is given to us, he was more than just a child born. He was a son given to mankind, a son given to you and me. And we, we're familiar with this verse. A lot of you know this verse where it says, for God so loved the world, right? And how did he love the world? That he gave his one and only son, that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal or everlasting life. I love where it says in Romans chapter 5 where God proves his love for us. You know, he's not just a, in words only, but he does it in deeds where he says he proves his own love for us in this, like why we were still on the ultimate naughty list. <laughs> Christ died for us. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, that God made the one who did not know sin to become sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God. How many of you, how many of you this year already, this season, have done like a gift exchange? How many of you done the white elephant gift exchange? Anyone like, like those things? I, I think they're kind of fun. You never know what you're going to get, right? It's like coming to church. You're like, I don't ever, we don't never know what you're going to get out of Brady. Right? So you're coming to church and you, you're opening this gift. And so in this ex gift exchange, someone brings stuff and you bring stuff and you hope that you're going to walk out of there with something better than you walked in with, right? That's, I mean, if that happens, you win. It doesn't always happen, but if that happens, you win. But I want you to think about this gift exchange when it comes to what God has given to you and me through Christ. We walk in with death. <laughs> we walk in with death and no life in us. We walk in dirty and filthy. In exchange for that, Jesus gives us real life. Jesus cleans us up. He makes us whole. He makes us um, eternal. And he gives us life beyond anything we could possibly ever imagine. That is an incredible gift exchange, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus had everything. He was heaven. He was in heaven with the Father. And he came to earth and he exchanged that to take our sin on the cross. That's an incredible gift. During his earthly ministry, Jesus had a man come up to him and ask him this question. He said, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? So what is the greatest commandment? Just tell me, I mean, we need a sign, right? I'm a guy, I need a sign. Don't you wish you would have an angel appear to you guys and tell you what to do? But here's the thing, would you listen? Even if an angel told you what to do? Probably not. Your wives tell you what to do all the time, all right? Or we always have someone trying to tell us what to do. But in this particular case, he wanted to know, Jesus, what should I do? What's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, to him, there's two things. And he said, you need to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. 
And this is the greatest and the most important command. And the second is like it. It says you are to love your neighbor as yourself. So tonight, in the little bit of time that we have together, I stand here and I want to give you a gift. Okay? All right? So I want you to pretend, stick your hands out like this, because you can't receive a gift unless you're ready to receive it, right? Stick your hands out. Now I'm going to take this gift and I'm going to place it in your hands. All right? So I want you to, I want you to hold on to it. It's the perfect size, by the way. The perfect gift. It's wrapped perfectly. It's beautiful. All the trims. You can shake it if you want. See what's inside there? Can you try to figure out what it is? Okay. And now I want you to, I want you to begin to open it up. How many of you are careful gift openers? Like you like, you like to slide your finger through and break open the tape. And you like, like, I don't know if you're like sustaining the, the, um, this tension of wanting to know what's inside or you're just not wanting to rush. Um, I'm kind of that way. How many of you just rip it open, get to it, all right? Amen. There's a place for you somewhere in the world, all right? All right. It's a good thing there's a balance, all right? Because there's two, we're, all, we're all not the same. That's good. I like to go last when I'm opening my gifts. I kind of want to be the last one. I kind of want to just sit back and, and just see, like, everybody else what they're getting, and so as we open up our gift to tonight, here's the, here's the thing that's inside this gift. Inside of it is a challenge for you. Yes, a challenge. And if you were to spend the rest of your time that you have here on earth doing everything necessary, listen, to live out these two commandments that I just shared with you, that's the challenge. If you were to do everything necessary to live out these two commandments, I promise you, you will not regret it. It is a 100% guarantee. It's the best gift that you'll get this year. I promise you. Jesus has proven his love for us, ladies and gentlemen. And now it's our turn to love him back. It's the, it's the right thing to do. When someone gives you a gift, you want to return it. You want to give it back, something back to them. And Jesus went first in this gift exchange. He came when we were filthy and we were dirty and he gave us a gift. And the number one reason why is because he loves you. And I know you've heard that a million times, but have you really heard that? Have you really comprehended how much he loves you? So what does it look like to love God with everything? Okay, what does it look like? My wife shared this thought with me this morning. She had gotten up early and uh, because she loves our dogs more than I love my dogs and they needed to go outside. And she got up early. That's real love. And while she was up, she was reading this devotional by this guy named Oswald Chambers in a book called My Utmost for His Highest. Anybody ever heard of that book before? It's a powerful book. Daily devotional. And in it, there's this phrase, there's this question. Have you allowed your life to become a Bethlehem for the Son of God? That hit me. 
I've never even really thought about that before. Have we allowed our life to become a Bethlehem for the Son of God? Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Have you allowed Jesus to be born in you? See, he, he desires that. He desires to come and be born inside of you, to live inside of you. And I know it's a mystery and I know it's hard to understand, but the Bible says that we must be born again. That there must be another birth that must happen in our lives. Yes, we come as a child in the usual way, just like Jesus did. But there's something else that has to happen inside of us. And that is when we allow Christ to come live in us. And he comes to give us the best gift possible. And then he wants us to turn around and give him the best gift. And that is our life. And so let me ask you a question. Tonight, right here in this Christmas Eve service... This is part of the challenge. Have you done that? Have you done that? Have you given your life to Christ? Have you asked Christ to come and live inside of you? Many of you have. Many of you have done it several years ago, maybe several different times. Many of you have heard it before, but you've never quite gotten to that place for whatever reason. But I want to encourage you tonight, take this challenge seriously. If you have not done that, like the man in the hospital room last week that we got to pray for, who just cried out to the Lord right there to be saved. The Bible says, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, if you've done that, um, the next step would be, have you been baptized? Have you, have you followed Christ's example? Have you gone under the water and come back out of the water to bury an old life, to raise the walk in a new life? If you've never been baptized like that before, that would be a next step for you. And he's encouraging you to take this. That's a way to love God with everything that you have. Next Sunday morning at 1030, the last day of the 2017, we'll be doing baptisms right here. If that's something you've never done before, bring a towel and a change of clothes. It's that simple. And say, I'm ready to follow Jesus and love him with everything that I've had. If you've done that, if you've been baptized, then allow Jesus to have access to every area of your life in 2018. Give him your head, give him your heart, and give him your hands. Here's a question. Is he your number one priority? Let's just be honest with one another, you guys. Is God the number one priority in your life? You know how you want to know if that's true or not? For one, you could probably ask your spouse. You could ask people close to you. You could look at your calendar, and you could look at your bank account. Those are two different ways, three different ways. That you can see, is God the number one priority in my life? Is my life, am I loving him with everything that I have? Okay? And then get connected. I'll just, I'm just going to be bold with you. Don't let Christmas Eve be the only time you come to church. Do you only eat one time a year? Do you only fellowship with people that love you one time a year? No. If it's not this church, get connected in a church in this community somehow, some way. Start serving. Start giving. Start living. Start living for other people other than yourselves. I'm just going to be real with you. Just start doing it. I promise you, remember my guarantee, you won't regret it. Ask the people who have got connected and started serving in this church. Ask the man who built these Christmas trees with his bare hands. Did it in love. Because he made a commitment to get involved in a church, to use the gifts and the resources that he has, that God has given him. Jesus paid it all, and all to him we owe. And then finally, what does it look like to love others? 
Okay, there's no limit to how we can demonstrate God's love to other people. There's no limit. He showed us his love, and he's calling us to do the same. The reason why we love, and then we read it in the, the Advent reading, we love because he first loved us. That's our motivation. Do you know that Jesus is born in us to manifest himself through us to the world? You know that's what he's trying to accomplish through you and me? Jesus was a visible image of the invisible God. Guess who's the visible image of the invisible Jesus on earth? Look to the person to your right and to your left. If they belong to Jesus, they're the visible image of him. And we are called to love like him. In Isaiah 9, it says that there are people walking in darkness and they've seen a great light. Jesus was the light for the people walking in darkness. And you know what? Once you believe in him, we're going to finish up. Listen, once we believe in him, that light is transferred to you and to me by the power of the same spirit that entered into Mary where she was conceived and gave birth to Jesus. That same spirit comes to live inside of you and to conceive this love that you have to have in order to love other people the right way. Does that make sense? We are to be his love and his light to other peoples. Listen, we can't die on a cross. Only one person did that. We don't need to do that. But we can do, we can do amazing things. Even some just small things done with great love will change the world. Have you heard that before? Small things done with great love. And it all starts with you and me. And so as we prepare, we're going we're gonna to get ready to light the candles, okay? So here's what's going to happen. From this cinder candle, which represents the Christ candle, I'm going to light my candle, and then I'm going to light my wife's candle, and then the light's going to spread all the way through the auditorium. Okay? Um, Tony, do we have anyone to turn the lights off? No? Me? Someone's like, me? I can turn them off. All right? So as we get ready to do this, I want to I share these, um, these lyrics. Go ahead, Trish, come on up. I was, listening to, uh, I was listening to the radio the other day, and this song came on. And it's a song called You're the Light of the World, and it's by a guy named Steve Fee. And it says, you are the light of the world. Hey, where, Ryan Lewert, are you here? Where are you at, Ryan? Raise your hand, Ryan. Is he in here? Ryan, you know where that blackout button is in there on the light bar? Remember that? Yeah. He's going to turn the lights off. So here's what it says. We are the people of God, the sons and daughters of love, forgiven, restored, and redeemed, living our lives to the praise of our King. And we are the ones who will shine his light in the darkness of the night. The hopeless, the broken, the poor, they will be hopeless no more. You are the light of the world, the light of the world, and we shine you, Lord. You are the light, the light of the world, and we shine you, Lord. And so, I don't know, will you guys be able to sing, though, with the lights off? Will you be able to sing with the lights off? They got lights. All right. So here we go. So we are the light of the world. And here's what happens. This, this gift is going to go from one person to another to another. And that's the image that we want you to get tonight. I want to say thank you. 
so much for being here tonight. We pray that you will know the love of God and that you not only know it, but you'll experience it in such a way that you want to give it away to other people that you come in contact with. Um, there's a passage in Romans that says um, that we are filled with hope and that as we, as we believe, we can experience joy, we can experience his peace, and then we can overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so that's our desires, that you would learn to overflow with that so that you then, like you lit someone else's candle, <laughs> you let it overflow into the person that you come in contact with, the person that God puts in your path, maybe someone here tonight. You know, let me, let me just say, as a family, use this time of year to say what you need to say to your family. Say you're sorry. Say, please forgive me. Say, I forgive you. Listen, tomorrow's not promised. You have tonight. So make the most of it. God's given you this as a gift. He's given you this gift tonight. And so as you leave here uh, tonight, we did give everyone a card. And that card is to let you know that in honor of you, we bless some people that are less fortunate than we are in another part of the world. And that's what we want to be as a church, a blessing. And then also, if you came and you're uh, able to give a gift tonight, a blessing to the church, we provided an envelope for you to do that. And just write your name and information on that and drop it in a basket. There'll be ushers at each door. And then if you, uh, if you want to know more about our church and you're interested in what we're doing here at the Calling Community Church, please fill out your, there's an attendance card in there too. We encourage everyone to fill that out. Drop it in the basket as you leave. And then the candles, there's these blue recycling buckets <laughs> just drop your candles and everything in there and we'll take care of them for you so God bless you as you go may you know how much he truly truly loves you this year so amen thank you do what yeah go ahead and go ahead and Ryan go push the button again <laughs> hey look, get to know someone around you bless them tonight week, sorry, next week if you want to be baptized, show up, we'll be ready for you, 1030.